My yacht may have sailed, but my ship is coming in. Welcome to 40 Ever Young. Hey, Liz. Hey, Christina. Excited to talk Bravo. Always. It was another good week. Do you want to just jump right in? Yeah, let's jump right in. Well, let me set an agenda, I guess. Um, so we're going to talk Shaw's. Uh, then we will talk Roni and the Jersey finale. Um, I was surprised it was only a two-parter. I thought maybe they'd stretch it to three. And then we'll end with Beverly Hills. And then we want to uh, end with our story about how we met Erica I, uh, IRL in our little neighborhood of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, um, at the bookstore locally here. So we'll share that story at the very end. So, uh, Christina, you want to kick it off with Shaw's? Sure. Shaw's is giving us a lot of good content and it's only episode two. So I really actually found it interesting when Gigi was talking to the new woman, London, Mm -hmm. about relationships and how London was saying, oh, relationships end because um, uh, I guess uh, people aren't dealing with their emotions or not, you know, like not dealing with, I guess, their own baggage. And then Gigi is just like, nope, relationships end for me because I'm bored and I need to be constantly mentally stimulated. I thought that was really interesting. Me too. What, how, what do you, like, how do you feel? Where do you fall in that conversation? I think probably, um, I would say maybe probably in between because it's just, I don't, I don't find myself exactly like Gigi. I don't need to be, you know, into, I'm not Polly, like how she's saying she is. Um, I don't know if it's like a mental stimulation, but I also find that like maybe what London's saying, I feel like working on myself and figuring out myself really helps. Yeah. Okay. I think, deal, yeah, dealing like, I feel like also maybe as I'm getting older, there's probably also a shift in with, within me. So then it also is helpful in relationships. Yeah, that's that's very introspective, I think. Yeah, uh, like learning how to deal with certain emotions, like even how we were talking about with Jersey the other week, uh, the first reunion when Melissa and Joe were saying, oh, we were so jealous or we are so jealous and how I stated that like, oh, I could see that when I was younger. But I feel like just as I'm getting older, things are different. Like, yeah. I don't really feel that jealousy. I never really felt the need to control someone. It's just, um, I feel like once working on myself, then it just brings a totally different perspective into relationships. I would, I think that's, that's, yeah, I agree with that. That's awesome. Um, I think I fall again in between them as well. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be constantly stimulated. You know, I want, you know, that I can have a, you know, an interesting conversation with, but um, I feel like I'm, you know, in a job interview or something like that, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be exhausting. Yeah. Um, but I also agree with, I agree with London where, you know, if it, you know, you have to deal with your emotions and maybe that's kind of what you're saying too, looking at yourself, because I think, you know, you learn each other's triggers and maybe you don't express yourself because you don't want to trigger the other person. And then, so you just keep that emotion inside. Mm. Um, and then eventually maybe it could be the downfall of a relationship because you're not expressing yourself um, to the fullest. I agree with that. It's, and also I find it really hard because sometimes it's just, I I guess in my head, it's always just like, "Mm, let's not, you know, that pick your battles, or maybe this is something small. I shouldn't, you know, I should just sweep it under the rug. Or, you know, this is something small. Let's not argue about this. But then also on the flip side of that, it's just like, well, you know, maybe you should bring it up because then it just bubbles over. And then it's just like, it comes out at another point. So I'm trying to find that balance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, definitely since we're older now, we're growing out of like a lot of the immature, at least me personally, growing out Mm -hmm. of a lot of the immature things like you know when we were younger you know going tit for tat and fights like that like I just don't care about that stuff anymore like I yeah you know I don't need to win every fight I uh, I want to hear how the other person's feeling instead of just expressing how I'm feeling 
Um, so yeah, so I think, I think both for sure. Cause I think also I, I agree with Gigi that relationships probably her relationships and, and many relationships fail because they get boring, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right. Uh, you know, as, as Ariana Grande said, uh, thank you next. <laughs> yeah. exactly. what, did, what did you think of, uh, London being a dating coach that to me, you know, maybe goes back to our Patty Stanger conversation. What did you, what do you think of dating coaches? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> don't, I'm like, when she said that, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I don't really know. Uh, I guess maybe if I would go to dating coach or if I would just go to a therapist uh, or a therapy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really have um, an opinion on that yet. I have to see more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What I do thought, you think? You know, I've never heard of a dating coach. I don't think. Um, I, I think it would, I don't know. I guess I would have to see what her, um, you know, again, yeah, let's, I got to hear more because yeah. if it's, if it's like Patty Stanger's rules of, of how to get a man, it's very archaic and yeah. uh, unnecessary, but I don't see this woman being like that. So that's why I was a little no. intrigued, intrigued by it. I was like, tell me more. Like, what is this that you do? Well, um, I thought it was, I really liked what she did with Reza and Nima when she was like, say three things that you really like, or two things that you really like about each other. And what they said was great. They both said something really nice about each other. So I, I was like, wow, that's a good tactic. I, yeah, 100% agree. I, uh, and it broke the ice and it made mm-hmm. them, it, pu- it puffed them both up. You know, they were mm-hmm. feeling good. Yeah, we got to try that with things. <laughs> I know, I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> I, uh-huh. like, I got to write this down. Yeah, she was definitely good. Can I tell you something that triggered me though about this episode? <laughs> yes. When they are almost, when Reza's limo is almost there and whoever, I guess, MJ called him and he, she was like, can you go shopping and here's our list? Mm-hmm. That is like, I hate that, right? Like if you're all packed, ready to go and ready to get somewhere, I hate when someone calls you right before you're supposed to get there and be like, oh, can you stop at the store? Oh like, yeah. If it's for something small or something you forgot, no problem. A whole shopping list? to make us now be an hour and a half, like later than we were planning to be like, yeah, that. like we, we talked about this trip for days. Why, why am I getting this shopping list 10 minutes before yeah. I arrive at the house? Yeah, exactly. And then no one's there to like automatically help you. I mean, like, no, I know, like, you know, if you're in the shower or something, you, your timing's off, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would want someone to be like, Oh my God, you're here. Okay. Let's go straight to the limo and get the stuff. Right. I'm very, yeah. again, going back to Lizzie Hebbard, like if I'm on vacation, I'm going straight to the rose. Like I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to unload the car. Like that's all things we should have discussed, uh, you know, more than 15 minutes before our vacation. I know. So that was very triggering for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Shaws are, the Shaws do get, um, involved in each other's relationships um I know also they ended with Mike and his uh hacking story yeah um I also really liked how Gigi said to Mike find out who you are and who you want to be in a relationship I was like that's some good uh, piece of advice I know sometimes you know they could get in each other's business but that advice I thought was really solid I I agree. And it goes back to like your whole, you know, finding out who you are type of, you know, that's what, that's what helps relationship is finding out who you are. And yeah, Mike, I think what, you know, he's looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, he's just, he's trying to fill something inside him and, um, you know, in his relationship, outside of his relationship, I just, I'm shocked that he's sticking with the story. Like, you know, when he, he and Nima were in the car and, the, and he was like, no, man, you got to believe me. I'm like, uh, do we? Cause it's not believable. I know. Even though he did just come out, uh, two days ago saying that, um, it, yeah, it, uh, obviously he did do that. He oh, was I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. So he said he was going through, you know, a rough time in COVID. He was bored. So yes. He owned up to it to Paulina and now he's owning up to it. But I guess we have to watch the season of him not owning up to it. Yeah, I roll. I know. <sighs> what On that case, Shaz? I guess okay. that, that's pretty much it with Shaw's. Okay. Uh, then, uh, Roni? Yeah. So then we could actually talk about how, um, you know, 
since we're talking about, I guess, uh, with Shaw's friends, you know, um, in, uh, I guess not minding their own business and each other's relationships, we have Sonia and Lou fighting about Tom and Garth. So, so funny. And whoever, who, what was it, Ebony who hit it on the head or, or Ramona that said the reason why Sonia's so mad is just that she doesn't have a Garth. Yeah, Ramona said that. That was a slight insightful moment for Ramona, but yeah. Uh, yeah, very. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Ramona even had uh, an insightful when she was talking to Sonia when they uh, were in the room in the morning when they were talking to each other. I was like, oh, Ramona, that was that was good. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Was good episode for Ramona. Yeah. And her secretly taking tequila shots in the other room during her at Tiffany's <laughs> dinner party. She's out of control. I know. But also going back to the Luann Sonia fight, um, what Ebony said was pretty in her confessional was pretty good. How Ebony was saying like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be saying this. To S- Sonia needs affirmations right now. This is Sonia's not in the right place to hear this. What Luann was saying to her. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. It is nice, but it's also, yeah, I agree. It's nice, but they just treat her with such kid gloves. And mm. I understand that she is emotional, but at some point, like, it's the same fight over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, she always goes back to Lou stole her man. Okay. You guys need to work through that because I cannot listen to another fight. About Tom. Yes. About Tom. I can't. (laughs) And, you know, she's obviously incredibly hurt by that, but Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess maybe this is just Sonia's MO because we did talk about it a couple of weeks ago, how She's still not over her divorce. She's still not over Sonia. I mean, uh, uh, Luann stealing Tom. Now it's like, you know, Luann has Garth and she has nobody. And then the whole, you know, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo uh, thing, you know, it's always about, well, uh, it always goes back to, to JP Morgan. So it's just, yeah, she needs something, you know, yeah. she needs some kind of, uh, to work through these issues because <laughs> I mean it's hilarious I could watch her talk about you know how Luann stole Tom but like she's brutal to Luann going back to sorry my original point she's brutal to Luann in those fights and always saying he was my man he was my man yeah and then like Luann's just expected to like take it and I hate that that bothers mm-hmm. exactly and my Luann's like well, constantly that... bringing up God. oh um yeah exactly and Luann was like well that that is Luann's ex-husband like they they got married I feel like once the marriage started it's like all right Sonia zip it now it's done it's done right and but like it's not like she says it in a you know Luann you really hurt my feelings with that like I am not over that it's something that you know whatever it's always an attack and it's always Luann that has to be like I'm so sorry that you feel this way Sonia you know blah 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 every year it's like Sonia's brutal and gets drunk and like everyone just excuses her behavior and that bothers me because once twice maybe okay fine you know she got drunk and, and exploded but it's all the time and everyone and like what you were saying what Ebony said like she just needs affirmations and that might be true but I just if that I'm putting myself in this situation and if she's doing that to me over and over again I'd be like okay I can't take this anymore I'm not going to take your um you know attacks yeah yeah I totally hear what you're saying. And that is pretty true. It's just like, all right, with that, yes, Sonia is going through a hard time. But yeah, if this is constantly and every year, it's like, all right, enough. Let's figure this out and work on it yourself and let's get over it. Mm-hmm. Especially let's get over Tom. And, you know, yes. <laughs> I would love to see an episode of those two go to therapy to get over Tom. Like that would oh be Oh my amazing. God. That would be amazing. <laughs> Tom would love it. He would be sitting in his penthouse watching every just, second of that episode. Exactly. I just had like an image of Tom sitting on his couch with a smile on his face. Like these ladies eating, love me. <laughs> eating potato chips and like yeah. a glass of wine. Like, uh-huh. all right, let's see what the ladies have to say about me tonight. That's his pregame before going to the Regency. So he Gross. shows up to the Regency all like big headed. Like <laughs> ladies love me. Gross. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's for another episode too, but Luann should have never married him. Like, what do you think, what insecurity was she trying to fill with that? You know? Yeah. That was crazy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what about Leah's vow of science? That silence. I thought it was annoying. Thoughts? I found it annoying too. It was like, all right. I just kind of felt like it was kind of for attention. Um, and I actually, 
also have to side with Ramona um, because Ramona and Luann were having a private talk with about Sonia that they didn't want to fill Leah in on. And I didn't see anything wrong with Ramona being like, hey, can you just give us five minutes? Um, and then I, I kind of felt like Leah went, you know, a little overboard with that. And then plus, anyway, the conversation was over when Ebony had walked in. Right. Well, it it's Leah's season two, right? So uh, it's her it's her second season, right? Yes, yes. So it's her season to be a bitch. And she probably is like, you know, annoyed that Rona is embracing Ebony and didn't embrace her and it brought out her mommy issues, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. She she was completely irrational. And the vow of silence, yeah, it was for attention and annoying. I mean, mm-hmm. I wanted a silence. I, and I would want to take a vow of silence in those situations, like if I was with these women because you don't want to say something that you're going to regret. Um, yeah. But it was just too much and it lasted for three hours. So get out of here. I know. I'm, I'm glad they cut that. <laughs> Imagine a whole episode. No, nah. no, no, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. No, thank you. And then her sign language, it's like talk or don't talk. Like, I don't need to see the sign language of it all. And she was texting. So I'm like, I think texting is breaking the vow of silence. Like you're speaking. Uh, uh, I didn't see when she was like trying to like you know do the charades or whatever she was doing I'm like oh my god just text Ebony so Ebony could get it out you know like (laughs) so Ebony I was like oh my god let's just wrap this up yeah I agree uh and the other topic I wanted to talk about on Roni is Marley and Coco and uh how they are becoming like they need diamonds or whatever New York holds up uh, oh the apples apples. Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> there, there's a lot of attention on Marley and Coco this season. I'm loving it. I know. I just love when uh, last week when they're going into the the van and then Marley like you know looks to She's go. Like, I'm coming too, ladies. Move yeah. over. <laughs> she does that little backward like that look back. I'm like, oh my god, Marley's the best. Marley is really cute. What kind of dog is Marley? I'm not sure. Uh, she's a good size though. She's small, but maybe she's like a mix of like some golden doodle or something. I, I don't even know. Sonia was calling her a poodle. She was like, my poodle, my poodle. Oh, like, maybe I don't a think poodle. She is really cute though. I'm, I'm becoming a big Marley fan. And, yeah, me you know, too. Coco's, Coco's not getting as much attention, but when Coco was in a deep sleep, <laughs> and she was dead. I sometimes like will think that of Buddy. I'll be like, Buddy, Buddy. And then it's like, if I see his eye twitch, then I'm like, okay, he's just in a deep sleep. But yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> That was really funny. <clears throat> I know. I mean, I love it when dogs do that, you know, their puppy dreams and they have their, you know, so great. Mm-hmm. And so I was waiting for Coco to have like a little puppy dream. But no, nope. she was in deep too sleep. deep of sleep. She was in a REM sleep at that point. I loved how Sonia was just like, well, at least Marley's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anything else from uh, Roni? Uh, I did like how Ebony said um, when she was talking to Heather, um, she said that Heather asked her questions about herself, unlike the other ladies. So I, I, I found that interesting. And and I was just thinking about like, I've been in that situation too, where it's just like, um, you're meeting, uh, you know, some, some new people. And it's just like, hmm, I really didn't feel like I talked to them, but I felt like I was just there asking them questions about themselves and I didn't get it back. Mm-hmm. I can so see, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is nice when someone does engage and, and want to ask you about yourself as well. Um, so it does feel kind of just like, oh, does this person not like me? Because they're not at, like, you know, like, I just feel like I'm asking them questions about them, but they could care less about me. At least that's how I took it. Maybe I'm yeah. taking it the wrong way. No, I, I agree with you. I find myself sometimes, um, like if someone's asking me about myself, I, I try to turn it back on them just because it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm talking about myself too much, you know? Yeah, um, it is nice when someone asks you about yourself. Uh, it does make you feel good. So yeah, I agree. And I was also thinking, I wonder if it's like Heather, because she had said her podcast was, had been live for three weeks. I was thinking, was Heather always like this? Or is this like her little podcast training now that she's, you know, interviewing people? Is this, mm. you know, uh, a result of that? Because, you know, we've both mentioned not on the pod, but that this podcast will be definitely growth for us. Um, we'll learn a lot of our annoying habits and, 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 you know, get some good feedback on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. So I'm curious if, if that was, you know, something that she'd learned from her podcast or, you know, I guess I'd have to go back and watch the episodes to see if she was always like that. Very good point. 
That is true. Cause it's, it's also, um, you don't really know until you could listen back to your conversation, things that you say or that you don't say. So that's a really good point. And yeah, going on what you said, it's, uh, it's crazy to listen back and be like, oh my God, how many likes did I just say? <laughs> how many, uh-huh, or totally, I say a lot. Or, mm-hmm, I think like, that's mine. It drives me crazy. It's like nails on a chalkboard. But yeah, you know, and there are things I think, you know, we've gotten also some feedback of things we've kind of glossed over because we wanted to move to the next topic because we are <laughs> learning. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I did, I agree. I liked how she entered, but do you know what? Did Ebony ask her back? Like that was, I was waiting for that. That's I funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe she didn't, or at least maybe they cut it. But um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I didn't it's, even think of that. Especially like in a, a work scenario, I feel like if someone asking me questions, I quickly turn it back on them. I'm like, well, no, yes. you tell me about you and this and that and blah, blah, blah. In personal, uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess that we would get feedback from our friends. Like, am I always talking about myself <laughs> or am I asking yeah. about yourself? I know it's like sometimes you have an awkward conversation. Like, I had a conversation with a neighbor and she was like, oh, um, you look young for your age. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That is my, you know, tell me more. more, Yeah. Keep on going. I always love hearing that. But then she mentioned, Oh, I haven't been carted in forever. And it's just like, I don't know what to say to that. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, okay. And then I, I turned it back on myself. Like, Oh, thanks so much for saying that about me. I'm like, Ooh, yikes. Like, did I just totally like, you know, say something wrong there? That's so funny. Like I, sometimes I get awkward with the questions and I don't yes. want to ask them back. Yeah. Someone at work the other day was like, oh, you know, you look exactly like you did, you know, 10 years ago or something. And I think they were just being nice. So yeah. I it was more, I was more awkward about it. So I just moved on from it instead of saying like, oh, you look great too. Or, oh, you look exactly, you know, I didn't reciprocate just because I felt awkward with like, cause I don't think I look the same as 10 years ago. So it's like, uh-huh. I know they're just trying to be nice to me, but I wanted to move on from that. So I just yes. quickly moved on, but then I didn't reciprocate with any, you know, niceties like that. And I kind of felt bad about that after because mm-hmm. the person did, the person did look great. Um, but I just didn't want to talk about looks anymore. So I quickly moved on from it. So yeah, I can definitely see myself doing that in personal conversations and just kind of I like, know. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to ask you something else and not, not, not reciprocate exactly. the pleasantry. Yeah. That's why it's, especially when someone uses that self-deprecating humor, like I, I, like, I don't know how old this person actually is. So mm-hmm. for her to be like, oh, it's been so long since I ever, I'm like, I don't know how you are. Cause I don't know. Like, uh, I think you look great for your age, but I don't know how old you are. And also it's like, you're putting yourself down and I don't know how to respond to this. And I, I just, I, I'm confused. I got to move on quickly. So right. let's just go. And I just turned it back on myself. So, mm-hmm. and then I felt terrible afterwards. I was like, I probably should have said something, but yeah, it's like, sometimes like, this is awkward. I don't know. Gotta go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta work on that too. (laughs) So that's funny. One yeah. year, uh, you know, my sister and a friend of ours, uh, like commented on my skin. They're like, your skin looks so great. Uh, but this was like via text, you know, like they were commenting on a picture I had posted or something. So it didn't like warrant me going back and saying yours too, you know, but like, yeah. and, but like my sister had said it a few times, uh, and her skin is fantastic. So no, I'm not hating on my sister's skin, but instead of like going back and saying like, you look fantastic too, or you, you know, whatever I bought them, um, the sonic care thing I used <laughs> every morning in the shower <laughs> for Christmas. I gave it to the both of them for Christmas. I was like, since you guys have been so nice to me and you keep complimenting me on my skin, this is what I use every day. Um, so I don't know if that's a weird thing to do, but, uh, they were just being so nice to me. So I'm like, well, this is my secret. So here you go. Uh, I would love it. I would want a Sonicare, you know, I would love it. <laughs> I'd be right, like, good. I don't care. I want good, like, good. yes. Awesome <laughs> present. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Because I do love my Sonicare. I think it's like the best thing ever. And it does, I don't have like super soft skin. My sister does. She's got like baby stuff, soft skin. Mm. So I, I might be a little too rough for her, but for my skin, it just, I feel like it cleans everything out and it just, uh, and then like afterwards, you know, when you put your moisturizer on, I feel like it like sucks the weight, mo- like my skin oh, will suck yeah. in the moisturizer because I like made it so, you know, raw or whatever. I don't know what the right terms are, but anyway. Yeah. No, moving. I feel like you need, you need that like deeply, like that deep clean. 
mm-hmm. you know, a few times a week. So it's just like, oh, it's so nice. Every time like I had, I did have one years ago. I don't have one anymore, but it just felt so clean. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I really like, uh, I actually use it every day. I don't know if that's too much, but only once a day. I use it like in my morning shower and, uh, I don't know. I love it. So anyway, well, you know what, you know what I did used to love. I used to love that St. Ives apricot scrub and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm getting such a deep exfoliation, such a deep clean. And then I learned that that's a big no, no, not to use that on your face because it like, when I got a facial, she's like, Oh no, you have broken capillaries, cap- 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 capillaries, capillaries. capillaries. <laughs> I love it when you forget <laughs> So I was like, oh no. And she's like, what do you use? I'm like, St. I. She's like, no, no, no. So now every, like, I know I have TikTok, but like even seeing like all the skincare gurus on TikTok, they're like, do not use St. I's apricot scrub. Mm-hmm. They're just like, it is way too harsh for your face and uh, you can use it on your body. So the remainder that I had years ago, I just used on my body, but now I will not buy that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a, uh, I got a facial years ago with my mom's facialist and she asked me what I used on my skin. I don't remember what I was using, but like she, you know, sold me all these products, which I love, uh, but they were really, really gentle. And so I wasn't, mm. that's, I think that's when I moved to the Sonicare because I loved the product, but I just wasn't feeling like I was getting, you know, cause I use a lot of, like, as we talked about, I use a lot of SPF and things that are like a little bit thicker. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I really need to like get those, scrub those off. Um, and so I don't know, some, somebody turned me onto the Sonicare and I've been using it for years. And so I'm totally fine with like the really light cleansers if I can use, um, the Sonicare. So, mm-hmm. and maybe I should, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should use it at night to like get everything off instead of in the morning, but I like to use oh, it in the morning good. so that when I put the moisturizer on, it like sucks it all in, you know? Yeah. Well, it'd be good too. Cause if you have like a different night cream or, you know, it just, it'll really seep in like overnight. Yeah. Well, if any of our listeners know the right way to use the Sonicare, please let us know. Is it in the morning or is it at night? Should I only be using it a few times a week? I'm definitely open to suggestions. Yes, please let us know. You know, we like to keep keep it looking young. Mm-hmm. As, as young as possible, holding on to 39. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, speaking of, well, I was going to say speaking of looking young, but I guess it's, I was going to say. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, because March got, you know, her facelift uh, and, you know, um, who else got work done? Lisa got her, uh, Lisa. Oh my God. (laughs) Teresa got her lips done. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And, you know, Bill's a plastic surgeon. So So now we're going to talk about New Jersey. And didn't Frank get Botox and like Andy pushed him to admit it? Yes. Yes, he did. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Well, so New Jersey has come yeah. to an end. We had the last part of uh, the reunion, and um, really, uh, it was um, it was pretty tame, except for the beginning. But um, what I did uh, relate to was when they're pretty much when Jackie and Marge were saying that they were, you know, not to not to be victim shaming because they felt they were saying that Teresa and Jen were being uh, were victim shaming them. So I can, I completely am on, you know, Jackie and Marge's side on that. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't, I don't that it's never happened to Teresa. I just think she never felt, uh, I think she was, she never felt, uh, what's the right word? I don't know. I think it had to have happened to Teresa and she just, mm-hmm. um, did it know what it was or did it know, like, did not yeah. It so didn't feel like her job was at risk or maybe she just thought like, you know, a superior hitting on her was appropriate because I think we could all, you know, say at some point, you know, you don't realize that people are in, you know, hold a power position over you. And, you know, if, if you're into the person too, you know, you could think like this is appropriate behavior Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have a crush on your boss and, and, and he's obviously, you know, hitting on you. You could think like, this is great, you know? So, yeah. uh, and not realizing, you know, until or ever that it was inappropriate because he was, you know, your boss. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, um, it's, it's a hard situation to be in. The victim shaming thing is tough though. I think it is. 
I know once uh, years ago when it was, um, I guess, sophomore year in college, I went out for a run and it was in the winter. So, you know, obviously it gets dark early Mm -hmm. and uh, some guy was following me and then he just grabbed me and was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're so pretty. I want to have sex with you. You're so pretty. Luckily, um, I was able to to run away, but um, I remember telling an old friend of mine what had happened. And the first words out of her mouth was, oh, you're so stupid. Why would you go out running? And uh, like when it's dark out and it was just such a, like, I didn't know what to say. I was also 19 at the time. And I I also confused about what happened and, you know, just confused about everything. And then just to hear someone say, I was so stupid for going out for a run. It's like, no, I, I should be able to go out for a run. I should be able to, in my own neighborhood, yeah. I should be able to. So just hearing that, it's, it's, you know, I guess years later, also really realizing like, that's not okay to say to me. That's and not okay you, to say to anyone. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you like beat yourself up about that? Like, yeah, I shouldn't have gone out for a run. Like, that it is was my fault. My, that was my first reaction. Actually, my, yeah, my first reaction before I even told anyone was, oh my God, you're so stupid. So to have someone else, I guess, confirm my own thoughts was just like, oh my God. I, when did you I, realize it wasn't your fault? Um, I would say I actually maybe like a week after it happened, you know, like something like that. Like oh, that's I also good. had, well, I also had another friend that I told her and her mother was like, no, you know, you should be able to run. This is not how dare this, you know, this is not your fault. So it was also hearing that from people um, helped. It was yeah. just, and then realizing like what that, uh, what that old friend of mine said, it was just like, no, that wasn't okay for you to say it, it was not my fault. Oh, good. I'm glad you had that conversation with someone else because yeah, you could live with that. You know, you could live yeah. with like, Oh my God, I, I, I deserve this. Like, this well, is- actually, exactly. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, uh, <laughs> I was, cause I actually, I had talked to a therapist about it and she, actually how what she said made me feel a thousand times better, but she was just like, Oh, cause I, you know, I fought back. And then she was like, well, you know, you were your own hero. You saved yourself. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like that just helps like so much. That was just like, wow. I that never... would make me cry. It, it actually did. Uh, I, I cried that. and I was like, Oh my God, I never thought just to put it that way. I never thought to think it that way. So that was so that was very helpful. Empowering. Wow. Very empowering. It's like, wow. I, yeah, I saved myself. I, you know, I was my own hero. Wow. Those are powerful words. That's so scary though, Christina. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's like crazy. I know it's, it's crazy. So I really felt for Marge and, and Jackie when they were bringing up their stories, because I, I, don't know how I would act in, especially with someone in a position of power and especially being fearful to lose my job. It's, it's so hard. And it's so easy to say, to look back years later and be like, Oh, for someone else to say, Oh, you should have done that. And even yourself like, yeah, but in the moment you just sometimes just don't know what to do. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You definitely know what to do. And I can, I can, you know, admit that I've probably been guilty of not being the best advocate because you know, you, you're young and you're like, you know, you, I don't know, you say stupid things. I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I know that I've not always been like, you know, said the right things in the, in the past with that. I hope that friend wasn't me who said that to you, Christina. Oh my, no, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. no. All right. But I'm just like, cause I used to run at night too. And I, I agree. Um, you know, it probably wasn't the smartest, so I could definitely see me blaming myself too and being like, Oh no, it's my fault. Or like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously with age comes wisdom, right? That's the saying. And you realize now, like you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> without someone attacking you or, uh, you know, treating you in, in a way that um, is not right. Especially like in the yeah. workplace too, you know, I, I, you know, Marge's whole thing is, is, you know, so dark. It's like, it is. Um, and, and it was, she didn't grow up in the me too era where, mm-hmm. you know, men probably thought it was appropriate behavior to be able to hit on a subordinate and, um, you know, have casual sex, you know, they probably, you know, it wasn't, they 
didn't think anything was wrong or maybe they did. And I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. I know it's the victim shaming of it all. It's like, you just need to validate someone's feelings and yeah, exactly. Or say nothing. Exactly. And I know we just got into this uh, topic and I'm sorry, but I should have said trigger warning before I shared my, my story. So I apologize to anyone who has experienced something, but yes, trigger warning. And uh, we'll put it in our bio before you listen. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, but anything moving else? on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we did get. <laughs> it's so hard to transition from, I guess, maybe a, a, a deeper, um, a deeper subject mm-hmm. <laughs> to something lighthearted. So yeah. yes, we are learning how to tr- transition properly. So I apologize. <laughs> so, what does Andy say? What does he, he always says like uh right turn alert or something like that. Like, yes. Yes. So, right turn maybe. alert guys. Um, so Jersey, I did like how they ended with the, you know, drinks and a pineapple. Um, and I did, of course, it's always enjoyable when they bring the husbands on. Yeah. And I liked that Louie came on at the end too. That was cute. Yeah, that was cute. I know it's hard because Louie, there's so much stuff in the in the news or, you know, on the blogs about Louie, but um, it's hard to tell about him. So I'm sure he'll be on next season. But it was interesting that she said that Louie watched all seasons of Jersey. I thought that's what she said. I was like, excuse me? Like, I know. <laughs> he's watched it all. He knows everyone. Mm-hmm. So interesting. interesting also, well, I'm sure he's probably team Dina with the whole Caroline and Dina Manso uh, story coming out. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that he watched that? Because I remember when I was watching uh, OC and Brooks had said like he'd watched some, mm-hmm. I felt like he was molding his himself to fit like everything Vicky had said she wanted. And so, I mean, how can you not, right? If he's watched everything- yes. Uh, that Teresa has said and done for the past however many years 11 years or whatever um, like that to me is kind of a red flag mm-hmm. what do you think yeah I thought so too I was like oh he's watched every season <laughs> like especially when because um, I think Andy asked Teresa mm-hmm. oh so he heard how you know maybe Joe spoke to you and then how Teresa said yes uh, Louis said oh I'm going to show you how a man should speak to you so it's kind of that felt like that like oh this is what you kind of want to hear you know Joe didn't speak to you the right way let me speak to you the right way so it's like he kind of knew what to say in that situation right and he's modeling his behavior off of what he's seen instead of just being authentic exactly especially being him and oh that goes on because uh Andy said to Louis what do you like about Teresa and he says she's authentic I think he said authentic genuine and uh, she's so real I, I mean, like, I do oh, think I, I do think she is real. I don't think it's yeah. an act, you know. No. But it's interesting he used the word authentic because uh-huh. I, I can't believe either consciously or subconsciously, right? I'm not saying he's doing it maliciously, but I would be tailoring. Yeah, I wouldn't. It would be not authentic. It would, it, you know, like I said, subconsciously, it would not be authentic because you know exactly who this woman is um, and and how you should tailor your behaviors to that. So that's mm-hmm. to me a little concerning. I'll, I know though, I don't think he should lie about it. Like going back to, or not going back. I don't think we've ever talked about Southern charm, but like when uh, Craig was dating that woman who had been on a Bravo show and like never mentioned it. She wasn't on like yeah. a series or anything, but she'd met Andy Cohen IRL. So it's like, yeah. how, how did that not come up? Like that again is another like concerning thing. It's like, that would have been the very first thing. If he said, I'm on this Bravo show, it would have been like, oh my God, I was on a Bravo show and I met Andy Cohen. Yeah, you would think that's like first date right there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she could say, I don't watch Southern Charm or I I haven't kept up with it or whatever, but to just like not mention it, I'd be like, "Mm, that's weird. Yeah. No, very weird. It's not like you forget. Like I went to an Andy Cohen book signing years ago. And so like, I could forget that I had a picture with Andy Cohen because it was split second, but like you were actually on a television show with him. So that, I don't know. That's a lot. Like remember what years ago when they showed the picture of Jackie at one of Teresa's book signings? I yes. can see forgetting that because it really is. Oh. So we, we've begun to so many of these book signings. It's a blip. It's like you meet them for not even 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but you remember who you met though. 
don't, I guess, she, yeah, if I was on a show with Teresa, I guess I would have remembered, but there's certain yeah. things that like you and I have done. I'd be like, oh, I forgot about that. Or like I was yeah. at a par- party once that Bethany was at and mm-hmm. I, cause I didn't talk to her at the party. I didn't, you know, I saw her from across the room. So I had forgotten about that. And you reminded me like, oh, you were at that party with Bethany. I'm like, oh yeah, I was. So like, I don't know. I Going back to Louis, sorry. It's just, it's concerning. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we'll see. I, I'm sure we'll see how that plays out. I think they're going to start filming June 8th. Hopefully we run into them down the shore. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> or, or in the Hamptons, since Jackie goes to the Hamptons and since she hung out with Kelly Dodd, which is the randomest pairing ever. I agree. I never would have put those two together. Ever. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I just don't see it at all. Wait, speaking of the shore, we got to check out uh, that Manzo spinoff. Yes, that I recipe. really want to see how that hotel is, the Berkeley. It's like a bar too, right? I, I believe so. Nicole said we could do like brunch there. So, oh, nice. Know. Yeah, we got to definitely check that out. Um, That'd be fun. I want, I hope it's like a, a surf style, like when the show comes on. Like, I hope it's, you know, they're all friendly with each other and, you know, how, how um, Vanderpump started. That would be fun. Yeah, they're all dating each other. Exactly. <laughs> be awesome. And I hope that uh, there's a crossover. Well, I guess I won't be because Teresa hates Caroline, oh, but yeah. it would be fun if like the housewives went there, you know? Well, I guess it would add drama if anyone, if like Jackie went there and then she's like buddy, buddy with Caroline or Marge. And then it be, creates a rift between her and Teresa. Bravo producers. Are you listening? We're writing yeah. the show for you. <laughs> I think Marge did say that she wanted Caroline back or Caroline would be a great addition. Or maybe Jackie said that. One of them said it. Or, I mean, the ultimate drama is if Melissa goes there. That's what I was thinking. I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah, Melissa Uh, needs to go there. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe do like a guest bartending gig or something. (laughs) (laughs) A new business venture. Oh my God. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, and to wrap it up, Beverly Hills. Yeah, um, Beverly Hills, I mean, uh, you know, second episode. Um, I did get a kick out of Dorit saying that Lake Tahoe gives her like a Switzerland vibe. So that's great. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. I love Dorit. I mean, she I haven't has really come around. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dorit's one of my favorites right now. And yeah. I didn't think Kathy Hilton. I didn't think I would, but... This episode, I really enjoyed. And that travel fan, which by the way, that is not a travel fan. That's no. ridiculous. But I, I totally empathize with her. I travel with a fan. Like I cannot have, I cannot sleep without the hum of a fan. So like when she started talking about her travel fan, I was like, oh, me too, me too. And then I saw the size of it. I was like, okay, what airplane? I, mean, <laughs> I, I know they flew private, but still like if you're walking into like a fancy, like, you know, hotel lobby, well, I guess she owns hotel, her family owns hotels. So maybe she doesn't <laughs> care about uh, optics, but yeah, I'm not walking into a fancy hotel with that industrial size fan. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Too much. But I agree. I love sleeping with the fan and that nice hum. It really puts me to sleep and I great sleep. I always get a great sleep with the fan on. Mm-hmm. And then if the hotel room's a little warm, you can point it on you. So it's blowing on you. It's like, it solves all your issues. Oh, Perfect. totally. Kathy Hilton is a hoot. Like really, she, she should have been on years earlier. Like, I'm she shocked is so by it. funny. I agree. I am shocked by it. I thought she was, I don't, wasn't going to add anything and I'm loving it. Yeah. And I even love Kyle's, uh, when Kyle made fun of her, like when she was imitating her going up to Garcelle being like, Kyle, Kyle, is that you? <laughs> that was great. God. Yeah, she, yeah, you know, Kyle does do some good impressions and that one was really she good. does. And I love how they called her Doogie. I thought they were calling her Doobie, like a, like a joint. <laughs> like a joint. At first I'm like, did they call her Doogie? Like, you know, that Green Day album thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, they call her Doogie, but then doobie i thought that was funny yeah what is it doobie d-o-o-b-i-e doobie oh so like a joint okay i don't know oh no oh my god i am completely wrong sorry everyone i just completely (laughs) messed that up it's doogie d-o-o-g-i-e oh okay all right that's (laughs) weird that is so weird i know funny though I can't believe yeah. we didn't hear Kim call her that once in all the seasons we had with Kim. I know. I feel like now we need Kim to go on and then just both calling her Doogie. 
Oh my God, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Kyle uh, and Garcelle, what did you think of like their lunch together and, and like Garcelle telling her why, you know, calling her out for not paying a charity, um, you know, a charity, uh, whatever it's called. Um, Bill. Good for Garcelle. Um, I I actually I, I thought good for Garcelle and good for her mentioning that. Um, I, that's something actually I didn't know either, and so I'm I'm really glad Garcelle like she, you know uh, said how that makes her feel. Yeah. Um, so it's it, I'm, I'm really glad she said that. So well, I really applaud Garcelle. I had forgotten about it, but when I waited tables, um, I guess in college, uh, someone had mentioned that to me like they mentioned that you know some I guess it's a stereotype that black people don't tip I had never heard that before I felt like such a sheltered child Mm -hmm. I was like is this a thing is this just this person's thing you know I was really really surprised to hear that um but I was wanting I wanted them to be wrong and so I always always took the tables that people didn't want to didn't want because they just assumed they wouldn't get a tip and I would always make sure to tell them like, oh no, they tipped me and they tipped me well. So you missed out on a good table. Um, so I had not, I have not experienced that, uh, stereotype in real life. I don't know where it comes from. I'm I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's deep rooted in something. Um, but yeah, when Garcelle said that, I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that because obviously, you know, college was a long time ago for us. Yeah. So I had forgotten, um, that that was a thing, but, uh, yeah, I hate it. And now it makes perfect sense why uh, Garcelle was so mortified by Kyle calling her out on that because not only is it re, you know, what's the word, uh, reinforcing the stereotype and Mm -hmm. it's on this public platform that like, oh, Garcelle, you didn't pay your bill. Um, yes. So I would have been mortified and I don't know that I would have waited till the next season to talk to her about it. I mean, I know that's great for the show, but I think I would have called her up immediately afterwards and been like, look what you did. Like you did this to me and you know, yeah. it. I did not, not pay this on purpose. You know, this was an oversight. Like, how dare you? Yeah, totally. I would have done that too, but I'm also glad Garcelle brought it up on camera. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm very <laughs> glad Garcelle and also for Kyle and also for everyone else watching. So, mm-hmm. but, and Garcelle is just so open and, and, and honest and, and authentic, you know? Um, so it's just really nice to hear her having that conversation with Kyle. And now also even with Rinna, like just talking to Rinna and be like, Hey, um, look, I don't trust you. Like, she's just so straightforward. And I, mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like her, her saying that. And it's just like, she's not fake at all. She, you know, and, and it's just, I really like herself. Me too. Great addition. I'm so glad she came back. Yeah. I think we were worried that she wasn't going to come back, especially now that she's on the real or whatever. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy she's back. Yes, me too. Um, anything else beside before ending with our, uh, our Erica Jane well, story? Of course, when they're playing two truths and a lie, Erica didn't say <laughs> what her truths were. It's like, oh, Erica. And I'm glad Kyle said in her confessional, like, Erica's so guarded. It's like, yes, what is it? What's yeah. going on? So, but then that leads into us at meeting Erica. At a book signing for her book, The Pretty Mess in 2018, I believe. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, 2018, we met Erica Jane at her at the put the pretty mess book signing and at the bookmark shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Yes, they do like they they were doing such great like book signings like all the time. So hopefully they like we could get that back there soon. Oh, I hope it comes back. I was actually going to tweet at them or respond to them and say something like, you know, we have Lala's book, we have the Marge's book, like we got lots of content. And people are back. Let's get yes. let's get them. Let's get them in the neighborhood. Uh, would love to see the Marge there. And it's what ten seconds from our house. You know, she can yes. she can make a drive to to Brooklyn. Yes, not that far. Oh, that'd be great. It would be so awesome. But when we arrived at the bookmark, uh, the book the bookmark shop. I'm calling it the right name, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the day when Erica was there, there were police cars outside. Um, we had to take our jackets off. They had to look in our purse and we had to get patted down. It was a lot, right? We'd been, Mm -hmm. like Christina said, we'd been to a lot of book signings there before. So we were shocked by this behavior. We're like, wow, this is like extreme diva behavior. Yeah. But then we found out, you know, uh, I guess after we had left the book signing, um, 
that she had been attacked by PETA the night before. Uh, and so I guess this was just a precaution that that they were taking, um, which I was glad that we found that out because it left kind of a weird taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, Erica, like relax. But I guess I, I would do the same if I had been attacked the night before. Yeah. So, um, but she was, I mean, we didn't really talk to her. We just kind of said hi and she signed the book. I actually read the book cover to cover. Um, I've now forgotten most of it, but uh, yeah, she was perfectly perfectly yeah, nice I like it was, was kind of quick go ahead sorry it was quick it was like a quick hello it wasn't um uh, yeah I guess compared to other um people that we saw there other celebrities that we saw there it was I guess not as um you know not as friendly um I mean it was friendly but not um as oh my god hey you know she was just like hey mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. bye mm-hmm. you know yeah. I did like that. She was casually dressed. That was, yes. I was expecting a whole to do, but maybe she's like, Oh, this is Brooklyn. I'll save, I'll save my yeah. looks for New York. <laughs> she was uh glam casual. Mm-hmm. Glam casual she was yeah. good. Yeah. Cause she still looked cute. Um, yeah, but she still looked great. And it was funny because um, when we were waiting in line and then Liz went up, uh, like Liz was about to go up to go take a picture with her. And I was like, Oh my God, Mikey's here. He's over here. <laughs> I was like, that's so great. I was like, we should have yeah. got a selfie with Mikey. That would I fun. know. I feel like he would have taken a selfie with us. hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, so that was our meeting with Erica Jane, the cops and the pat down and the bag check of it all. So yes, <laughs> I guess it goes with, you know, I guess maybe what you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think we originally thought it was because her husband was such like a high powered attorney and we thought like, I don't know, maybe she was getting like kidnapping threats or something like that. But, yeah. yeah. To learn that she'd been attacked by Peter the night before I was like, okay, make yeah, sense. All right. I'll give that to you. All right. <laughs> Definitely. So another great week on Bravo, Christina. Yes. Looking forward to the next week. So what do we, we have something new starting next year, right? Cause Jersey's over now. Something what's oh, starting the family second karma. Family, family karma. karma. Okay. I'll be back. So we have to watch that. Yes. And I thought there was something else. When's Potomac. Oh, I think Potomac might be in the middle of June. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But so that trailer got- looked great. So I'm excited for Potomac. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love Potomac. I, I was a little uh, late to the game with Potomac, but I'm into yeah, me it too. now. And um, each so woman is like, yeah, each woman is so fantastic. Like they each are bringing something and I love it. Mm-hmm. So excited uh, for that to come back. Mm-hmm. So um, awesome. Yeah. Everyone leave your comments. Uh, let us know anything uh, you'd like to hear from us. Any, uh, anything, uh, any feedback? Very much great. appreciated. And yeah, I know I say a lot of like and totally, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Me too. And we're working on our transitions. I know they're not like fluid yeah. now, but <laughs> we are working on them. But so we are uh, a work yeah. in progress. 100%. What is this? This is number six. So yes, we're learning. Yeah. Uh, but don't forget to like and subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Instagram at ever. Oh, sorry. Follow us at Instagram at 40 ever young. Uh, 40 with the U spelt in it and and Twitter at ever 40 and um, have a great Memorial Day weekend yes enjoy everyone summer right. is here I'm so excited party time all right, <laughs> all right have a great weekend Christina <laughs> you too bye bye